Hi guys, welcome to podcast number two. I'm Scott Gooding. This is the Scott Gooding Project podcast with Body Science. Um, if you didn't tune in last time, I talked about my journey and how my journey and my experience through back injury and, and real food and inflammation has sort of shaped my my philosophy and ethos, if you like. It's it's one that wasn't born overnight. I feel like I've you know, sculpted and, and chiseled and massaged this this ethos and philosophy or approach to, to health over a long period of time. You know, I've been in the industry for 14 years now, and so it's not it's not a ethos that I've arrived to overnight. It's it's come through education and learning and, and um, using my own body as a, a case study and my previous experience with an injury. But I feel like my approach to health is a legitimate solution to health. Um, I think it's it's solid. I think when you strip it all back, and I talked about this in the previous podcast, when you strip it all back, whatever label you attach to it, whether it's primal or paleo or keto, when you strip it all back, it literally comes down to minimizing, reducing inflammation as much as you can. Because when you trace every health disease condition back to its root cause, it'll be inflammation. So that's the cornerstone for ill health or disease. So do whatever you can to minimize, mitigate, reduce inflammation. And you do that through real food and abundance of veggies um, and some good quality fats, and that and that's so that's that was the podcast uh, last time, and now I just want to sort of build on that a little bit, and 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 talk about this sort of, I guess the importance of cooking, the importance of real food, um, and what are the levers, and what are the mechanisms and the pathways to encourage you to cook more at home. Because when we look at optimal health, it has this bandwidth. Um, and within that bandwidth, you can get about 80% of optimal health through nutrition alone. Which is pretty exciting, because you can control that. You can control everything that passes your lips, good or bad. You have full control over that. You have full custody over what goes through your, your mouth. The remaining 20%, the remaining 20% of optimal health is a collection of training, rest, hydration, recovery, biohacking, smart supplementation. But the the majority of your optimal health is occupied by that bandwidth of nutrition. And within that, we can start to sort of dissect what that looks like. But for the time being, let's just make the assumption that it's real food. Um, and because most of us know that, uh, that's not the hurdle in my mind, that education part. Everyone knows that we shouldn't eat shit, we shouldn't eat junk food, processed food, convenience food. Everyone knows that. That's not the hard part. To, that's, the education part isn't necessarily the hardest part. The hardest part in my mind and what I've discovered over the last couple of years after speaking to so many people is that it's the pathway, it's the mechanism that is the challenging part for people. 
If we're cooking our own food in our own kitchen, then we're taking full custody, full control, full ownership of our own health. It's only when we relinquish that custody, control, ownership to someone else do we relinquish our own health. And, and, and to me, that's, that's an odd notion because you're responsible for your own health. And so take control, take ownership. And what, what does that look like? It means getting in your kitchen, embracing real food, cooking up a storm, making your food sexy and enticing and delicious. But I've heard, and this is what I want to get to, I've heard time and time again that I'm a shit cook, I don't like cooking, I don't know what to cook. And these are all legitimate reasons not to jump in the kitchen. But I think we, we need to start sort of unpacking that for people because that is the lever to get us out of this health epidemic. Not just in Australia, but in the whole Western world and beyond, we have this health epide epidemic, I can't even say it, obesity, diabetes, Alzheimer's. And it's because we're living in this age of convenience and we're sort of outsourcing food, but at the same time outsourcing our own health and, and giving ownership of that to someone else. So we need to bring it back into the kitchen. We need to bring it back into our own homes and take full custody of our own health. And I'm not naive enough to think that everything that passes your lips is homemade and made with love. It's just, that's just not practical. That's just not gonna happen. But if you can start to increase the dishes, the foods, the meals, the snacks, the smoothies, whatever it is, that is made with love in, in your own home, I think we can start to see this sort of upward trajectory in terms of your health, your mum's health, your dad's health, your neighbour's health, and soon that sort of, you know, that, that sort of, uh, it starts to take momentum and it starts to, you know, we've sort of lost touch with cooking at home. We've lost touch with that sort of family unity. We're all sort of on iPads and, and watching TV and, and I think we've kind of, uh, we've lost touch with that. And, but, but it's definitely food in my mind that brings us all together. So what I want to talk about, and it might sound a little bit weird, but I want to talk about exercising your kitchen muscle. Um, because if I want bigger biceps, and I do, um, then I go to the gym and I pick up a weight and I'll get stronger and bigger biceps. If, I, if I've labelled myself a shit cook, can't cook, don't know what to cook, then I literally have to spend more time in the kitchen. But you have to be inspired to be in the kitchen. And so I implore you to, to make your kitchen a place where you feel invited, you feel comfortable, and that might mean buying some new pots and pans. It might mean getting a beautiful piece of wood that represents your chopping board. It might mean getting a new knife, it, some cookbooks, having a bit of a spring clean, pantry cleanse, that sort of thing. It might mean putting a picture of, of Nathan from Body Science up on the wall. Whatever it takes, work that kitchen muscle to get back in the kitchen and take ownership of your own health.
So if you really have labeled yourself a bad cook, grab some recipes online. You don't have to spend a fortune buying cookbooks. Although if they're my cookbooks, then go to town. Uh, there's plenty of free content online. Start with some real basics. Start with a basic breakfast recipe, a basic lunch and dinner. Maybe the dinner is perfect for leftovers that you can take to work the next day. But don't, don't try and be too chefy. Don't try and overload your skill set right from the get-go because that's going to feed into that negative cycle again. Start simple, start basic, and just hone that. Repetition, repetition, that's how we learn, that's how we get better, that's how we progress. And so start simple, um, get to a point where you've refined, because this is the thing, like cooking is, is a journey, cooking is exciting, like the, the dishes that are my sort of signature dishes that I cook, you know, weekly or bi-weekly, every time I cook that dish, there will be a slight variation, I go, oh fuck, that was good what made that better than the time before? Or I'll change something and it wasn't quite as good, so I'll ditch that idea and, and go off on a different tangent. But I guess the bottom line is make that step, work that kitchen muscle, make it easy and simple, don't overcomplicate, don't overfuss, embrace veggies, I talked about this in the previous podcast that veggies need to be the hero. We live in this sort of barbecue nation in, in Australia, which is great. The weather permits it, but it also has sort of led us down this path where if we look at our, our plate at a barbecue, it's kind of preoccupied by protein. It's preoccupied by sausages or lamb chops or steak, whatever it may be. And our side salad or our, our veggies get a bit of a, a bit of a raw deal, a bit of a sideline. I think we need to flip that on its head because veggies, particularly above ground veggies, is where all the information. I talked about this in the in the first podcast that we need to eat food, real food, with as much information as as possible. Uh, so, sort of going back to exercising your kitchen muscle, make it simple. Embrace veggies. We all know that we should eat more veggies, but we don't because I've got this sort of theory around this is that veggies typically are pretty bland. You blanch a carrot, you blanch some peas, you blanch some broccoli, fuck that's pretty bland and boring. And at that point, you've lost interest in eating veggies, particularly if you've got kids, you've, you've, you've played it up some some blanched carrots and peas they're not they're not going to embrace that with with open arms they're going to leave the table and so you've you've missed that opportunity to get them on board with veggies and there's all these campaigns about hiding your veggies that's setting yourself up for for failure we need to set ourselves up for success we need to embrace veggies but how do you do that i've said that they're boring so you season. There's some really cheap, affordable ways to make veggies enticing and sexy and delicious. Sea salt, super, super affordable, accessible everywhere, but a really easy hack to make something taste a little bit better. Lemon juice, some homemade tahini dressing, some salsa verde, some chimichurri, 
squeeze a lemon. Did I say lemon? I might have done. Cook the veggies in, in fat. Cook them in butter, ghee, tallow, lard, coconut oil. Cook them without fat, but add fat at the end. A knob of butter, a knob of ghee. There's lots of different ways to amplify the flavor and the taste of veggies to get not just you on board, but your son, your daughter, your partner, because the veggies and healthy fats and cooking at home and cooking with real food is our pathway and our mechanism to get out of the health epidemic that we currently are in. So really work that kitchen muscle. Um, take that, that first step, take that leap. If you sort of pigeonholed or labeled yourself a shit cook, bad cook, can't cook, then detach yourself from that label because you can be anything that you want to be. So guys, I implore you to work that kitchen muscle. I know it sounds a bit weird, but hopefully uh, you get the gist of where I'm coming from. Hit me up with some questions. Um, I'm here for you. Uh, this is, this it feels very sort of uh, one way, but this is certainly a two way conversation. I wanna hear what your struggles are, what your resistance is to eating healthy or eating at home or cooking at home are. So please hit me up. I'm here for you. Uh, if you need inspiration right here, right now, go on to my Instagram feed, Scott Gooding Project, or my website, scottgoodingproject.com. Heaps of free recipes, particularly on the website. Um, that's why I started the whole um, project in, 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 in the beginning, simply as a, a database, a res resource for people to go to that are perhaps sort of struggling for inspiration and my recipes aren't set in stone, so if there's something in there as an ingredient that you don't particularly embrace or enjoy or like, just substitute or reach out to me and, and ask what you can substitute it with. But hit me up for as many questions as you like, guys. I'm here for you, uh, and stay tuned for the next podcast.